What's up, fam? Welcome to the Different Stokes Podcast. I'm the wife. He's the husband. I'm the mom. He's the dad. And we are chatting about all things love, life, parenting, and culture. And we welcome you. Let's get into it. Everybody's got a special kind of story. Everybody finds a way to shine. It don't matter that you got not a lot. So what? You'll have theirs and you'll have yours and I'll have mine. And together we'll be fine. Cause it takes different strokes to move the world. Yes, it does. It takes different strokes to move the world. What's up, everybody? It's Meech. What's up, fam? This is Martha. Welcome to the Different Stokes Podcast. So glad you're joining us for this edition of the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? I mean, that's what we want to know. How are y'all you doing? guys are doing well. Thanks so much for tuning in and for your support of our first episode of the rebrand, which was our mute R. Kelly episode. It has been doing very well. So it has, it has. So um we're glad that you guys are joining the conversation. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I have a new segment for you. It's called Take Two. Oh my gosh. It's called Take Two. I'm going to give you three things. Yes, I'm going to give you three things, all right? Uh And you only can take two, so you're going to have to eliminate one. So, if you were putting this in a time capsule for the future generation, or you were going somewhere, whatever it is, you only can take... So, you meant we're starting off on a fun note. Sure, whatever. And you only can take two. All right. Okay. So, the movie collections of the following actors. You only can take two. Okay. Denzel Washington, Mm. Morgan Freeman, Mm. Samuel L. Jackson. You only can take two. Who are you taking? This isn't really hard. I mean, they all have very good movies. Yeah, they all have great movies. But, you know, Denzel is come on clutch like that's a no-brainer okay agreed Um, i would take denzel as well the body of work is just so expansive i'll be entertained for quite a while morgan freeman better known as father time he's doing those uh you know those popular memes on on facebook right now where people are posting the yeah me in 2008 versus me today morgan freeman like looks the same i seen one where it was like morgan freeman 1933 morgan freeman 2019 it's the same person yeah i i think it's samuel jackson and denzel i think i i mean he's he's morgan freeman has done so much but i mean when i think i can't think of a favorite movie that he's in maybe kiss the girls like and not so old with like ashley judd and it's based on the alex cross novels which I read them all, so maybe that that's why that one stands out to me. You know he was Alex Cross before Tyler Perry, right? Were you aware of this? Sure. <laughs> no, your face says no. Yeah, of course I knew that. Your face you says yes. you have no idea what I I'm talking about. But he was. He was the the original Alex Cross from the popular James Patterson novels before Tyler Perry. Anyway, yeah, I'm thinking I will take Samuel Jackson and Pulp Fiction and Jungle Fever and A Time to Kill and all of those movies over 
I thought, well, there's some good Morgan Freeman movies. See, though. I told you it's not as easy as you thought. Because mm. I would probably go Denzel Morgan Freeman. Now, I will say, I think Morgan Freeman has a larger catalog of work than Samuel Jackson. Well, yeah, he's, I, he's I would older. venture he's to been say. making movies since, mm. since the teens, but since I mean, 1915. <laughs> <laughs> he is the world's oldest Negro, but. Yeah, I, I think I'm still going with something. I can't give up Pulp Fiction. I just, uh, I just... What about Django? Just let me see your wallet. I don't think I've ever I wanted can't. to hurt an actor more. Django is hilarious. Samuel L. Django Jackson has Django. so many quotable moments. Like, there are lines from Django I still say to, right now, today. Like, it's, like, like it's, it's one of exactly. those movies that if you watch it, the more you watch it, the funnier you see that it is like the more humor and much like a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies because Pulp Fiction is like that as well. They, there are lines to this day that we quote that are from that movie. And Django is the same. Like if you watch it today, you will hear something that you did not hear the first time and think the wit is like hilarious. So full disclosure, I have not seen Django in its entirety. Well, that's because you fall asleep at 9.30 every night, like a newborn cub. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So you're take I mean, two, you're going Denzel, Samuel L. Jackson. I'm going to take Denzel and Morgan Freeman. Okay. I just feel like Morgan Freeman shows a little more range. I, I, like I mean, he's had so roles. many movies. You know, and you of, laugh at the type of movies I like, but you know, like I just watched this movie with him and one of my favorite actresses, Diane Keaton. Yeah, that was a weird movie. Like two weeks ago and you thought like it was called five flights up and it's not your kind of movie but for me like i like those kind of movies i like the movie like bucket list i liked um, right i liked bucket list i haven't seen the more recent ones where he's playing like older guy with another older guy and they're doing crazy things but bruce almighty where he plays god in the movies, uh, i don't know if i like that one as much yeah, i mean it's not morgan freeman death you know, Oscar award winning performance, Morgan Freeman, but it's more of a comedic role, and I kind of like that. So yeah, so you you're going Denzel Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. I'm going to take Denzel. Let me see your wallet, Samuel Morgan L. Freeman, motherfucking Jackson. Yeah, okay, thank you. You just had to <laughs> had to drop the <laughs> drop the MF bomb there. Okay. Well, he no one does it quite like he does. True that. True that. So. Little Black Girl Magic. What you got, Martha? I have for our BGM moments of the week. Um, This is not really new news, but the trailer just dropped for one of my favorite girls. Well, a couple of them, actually. A new movie that's coming out in April. So um, my Black Girl Magic moment of the week is for Marseille, who is starring on Blackish as Diane. One of my favorite characters. Honestly, my she's, she's my hilarious. absolute favorite character. Her comedic timing. Her just ability to like... Sarcasm. Yeah. yeah. To just command the whole scene. Like if there's a scene that she's in, she she is it. She is it in the scene like um, on that show. And we just are big fans of Blackish as a sitcom regardless we have a running joke that we feel like they have cameras in our house because so much of their storyline yeah, like has we are mirrored the <laughs> yes I feel like that. so much of their storyline has mirrored our lives like right when 
you know, it airs. It's like that is what is happening in our lives. So it's it's really funny to see in one of our favorite family shows anyway. But Marseille is definitely um, or her character, Diane, my favorite on the show. And now she's going to have this movie in April with Regina Hall Issa Rae. and Issa Rae, another favorite called Little. And and it looks like it's going to be hilarious. The Black Girl Magic portion of that is not only that they're just an incredible cast in this movie, but that Marseille has made herself Hollywood's youngest executive producer ever gaining an executive producer credit on a uh, motion picture. And what is she? 12? So she's 14 now. She's actually 14 now. Marseille Martin. And, and now she has this, this, this title of the youngest ever executive producer in history. And she's a black girl doing it. So, I mean, we just can't say enough. She's so talented. So funny can't wait to see the movie yeah for sure i caught the trailer a couple of days ago and i was like wow this looks like it's going to be pretty funny so that's definitely one we will be checking out little we just saw just speaking of movies we just saw the upside yesterday we did with kevin hart yes. and brian cranston and nicole kidman mm-hmm. shout out to kevin hart i know he's been getting a lot of flack <laughs> he has in the media he, has. he does a great job in this movie he does a really yeah, good job yeah it's pretty good yeah he shows some range good. so yeah so shout out to kevin hart for his his role in the upside and shout out to marseille yes for being yes. the first or the youngest executive producer and one additional note for marseille she actually dreamt this storyline up so she is the creator as well as the executive producer of this whole narrative um that is through the movie so this was her original idea for for this so that is so impressive yeah very impressive yeah you know 14 year olds executive producing movies is, is a cool thing. So I also I too get that point. Yep. I too have a black girl magic moment. Okay. And we're going to go to the world of music because we have history being made in the world of hip hop. The songwriters hall of fame just recently announced that they are inducting none other than Missy misdemeanor Elliot. She is the first female hip hop artist to ever be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Wow. And wow. actually, the first. only the third hip hop artist to ever be inducted in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Wow. Who are the others? I tried to look that up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I, Did think, I, you? I, I think the other two, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong when you listen to this, I think the other two are Jay Z. Oh, it is. Yes, Jay-Z did make it. Jay-Z did make it. Yeah, I think the other two are Jay-Z and NWA as a a collective, I think. I'm pretty sure on Jay-Z, so... I am never one to shade any Black Girl Magic whatsoever, and I actually... I'm a fan of Missy Elliott, but you do. I mean, when you think about songwriting, I think they're are they giving her. I'm sure this includes her whole writing catalog. So, so a lot of this is she writ she wrote for other artists. It's the Songwriters Hall of Fame, right? So it okay, it doesn't okay. mean necessarily well, your own that, <laughs> your own personal writings, but but your contributions. And I others. only say that because when you look at the lyrics to her own songs, a lot of that is not even words about, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> exactly so i'm like what exactly are we um giving a uh, but accolades for because those her, aren't actual i think that's actually her saying if i if i heard correctly 
that's like her that's like the the word her saying work it like backwards or something like that or or a part of the song just literally you know play laid down flipped and reversed as as the song says so yeah definitely first of all missy got some joints work I, it i, I said i'm on, hot boys okay i proceeded with how fabulous she is and talented and we all know that and and producer wise i mean Absolutely. no question i just when you said song writers hall of fame i start to think of some of these songs and i know all of which i have sang along to a lot of the lyrics aren't even real words it's like you just thinking about work it what else does she have where she no lyrics are um, inaudible and in, in the rain there's plenty that she says in the rain it's not a real like doesn't make any sense it's just like <laughs> words like it's not even that just speaks to how talented she is because she can make a song that don't well make no, no. Sense, and you still be not disputing it. that because the greats the late great Michael Jackson, we all know Shimon <laughs> is not a word, but we 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 all loved it and sang along to it. So I mean, artists do that all the time. Neither it's just, is he he right? Technically, well, I mean, I guess it's more like a well, it's not a word, but it's in Michael speak, it's a word. So it, was a, it was a it was a from a number friend, a verb, a, a noun, a and yeah i guess you like how I, I do that i sound just like the record don't I? no okay well shout out to missy elliott she's going to be inducted into the songwriters hall of fame very very well deserved you got to think of all the songs she's written so gone for monica now that was a good song by for swv free yourself by fantasia if you don't want me <laughs> then don't talk to me <laughs> Come on, that's actually one of my favorite Fantasia <laughs> songs. So I'm surprised to hear that she wrote that because I didn't know that. But that is one of my favorite Fantasia songs. She actually wrote one of my favorite songs by Tweet as well. Now that I didn't know. Yes. Yeah, Tweet Call Me. Yep, I'm looking here. Uh, Nicole Ray, Make It Hot. That song was fire. Nicole oh, Ray. I forgot all didn't about really her. Have, and she was like Missy's she protege. She was like a one hit wonder, right? Because yeah, I forgot all about that. She wrote What About Us for Toto, Trippin' for Toto. Oh my God. What About Us? Yeah. Toto was. That was my job. Where right My there. Girls At and Stilo for 702. Come on, Missy. Listen. Hmm. Signs for Beyonce. I Which, love that song. Okay, too. I'm about to say, but I, it's I don't Beyonce, know that I'm familiar so. with yet. Yeah, you love everything. Beyonce could put out a song called Fart and you would like it. Well, I mean, she's pretty talented, so I'm <laughs> sure it would be a banger. <laughs> For sure. So, definitely shouts out to Missy Elliott. Well deserved honor. Congratulations to Marseille as well. Our two Black Girl Magic Award winners, if you will, for the week. So fam, you know that I myself, I am an avid podcast listener. If you haven't already, check out the Woman Evolve podcast hosted by Sarah Jakes Roberts. She's a mother. Um, she's a wife. Her husband's name is, is, is Toure. Not Toure, Toure. No, not that Toure. Oh, okay. Toure Roberts. Say, he is some trouble. Um, he is a pastor and also a, a an author. So, but they have an interesting life. You know, they have a blended family like us. She's very relatable in the sense that it's not your typical, you know, sit down, listen to women's devotional type things. She discusses culture. She gives her take on 
on things or hot topics that are going on, but it is still very centered in that, you know, it doesn't go too much off the rails, but she gives you that nice balance of righteous and ratchet and relatability um, that I appreciate. But her podcast is, 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 I mean, it's been very enjoyable. Once I found it, I went back and listened to past episodes. She's actually just now returning um, after the Christmas break. And Woman Evolve for her is is a whole spectrum of of things, events, speaking engagements, content. There there's a website. There's like Woman Evolve TV. There's a there's a whole thing there with it. Um, but it's been a really beneficial for me to find it. Very entertaining, a blessing to listen to. Um, she does it live on Facebook, and it posts weekly on Wednesdays. You talked about Righteous and Ratchet, and I have just been getting back on the podcast kick, and Righteous and Ratchet is one of the podcasts that I listen to. I've been on a, I don't know, I've been on a Kev on Stage kick lately. I don't know and if you, guys you, are, you sucked me in, because yeah. now I'm a fan as well. Yeah, so Kev on Stage, for those that don't know, he's a comedian, has a huge social media presence, but he has two podcasts that I listen to. Righteous and Ratchet is one that he does with... Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah, he does that with Doughboy, who Kevin on stage used to work for All Def Digital. Doughboy still works for All Def Digital. And uh, they just talk about, it's literally Righteous and Ratchet. You know, Kevin on stage is very unashamed about his faith and things. But he's, you know, he, he talks culture and he does all of those things as well. And then Doughboy is definitely the Ratchet, Ratcheter of the two but they just talk about culture <laughs> ratcheter yeah, it's, ratchet, it's new we're, word ratcheter and uh, they, they talk about here. culture and just give their perspectives on different things that are going on you know in in the culture so that's a good one i don't know if the, i think that one is on like apple podcast every time i see it i i, I actually watch it because they pod and vodcast i always watch it on youtube when i catch it but the podcast that i'm feeling probably the most right now is another Kev on stage podcast that he does with his wife Melissa, and it is the yes. yep it is the Love Hour podcast. This is a very very good podcast. Kev on stage and his wife Melissa. They call themselves. They always give the disclaimer that they are not experts. Right, on they're marriage, not marriage therapists. Which I totally relate to because we are we are definitely not, not we are experts not. on marriage. Um, but they refer to themselves as marriage champions. Like they right. have defeated a number of things in the course of mm-hmm. their marriage, and they give they talk about a lot of those things on their podcast. You know, they talk about love, they talk about intimacy, talk about a number of different things. It's very interactive. Usually their episodes are kind of based on emails that they receive from listeners. But there's usually a topic and and a a main main topic. A lot of times based on those emails. So very relatable podcast. Yes, definitely. Um, And I agree with you. I I love that they call themselves marriage champions and give the disclaimer that they're not therapists and for me um i love to listen because i mean we are almost 12 years into this thing but a marriage champion is who you know i would aspire to be so i yeah, like we've been, we've been like to the, we've been like to the conference finals a couple of times and haven't quite quite <laughs> won quite, yet. Well, yeah, so we, we're trying to get to the we finals are in 2019 the reggie millers of marriage <laughs> right now no Always a bridesmaid, with, never with quite the a bride. Malones and Charles Barkley. <laughs> no no rings, no rings, no rings, quite yet. But you know what? Always a work in progress, working to get there, and hopefully in 2019, 
Maybe we become the Golden State yeah, Warriors maybe they, of Yeah, maybe they teach marriage. us something. Yeah. Oh, we might be. That might be a overshooting. Steph Curry. What's wrong with Clay. that? Clay. Yeah. Can we? Splash Brothers. We like the Splash Spouses. <laughs> I like that. Okay. We, that's what we're going to call ourselves. Kev and Kev on stage and Melissa call themselves the Bears Champions. We're going to call ourselves the Splash Spouses. Okay. But no, it's a, it's a good podcast. It is great. Uh, yeah. I, I actually, um, you are the reason that I started to listen. And then, of course, I... I intake so much content during the week. Uh, we, you know, his friend talked about how many podcasts I've subscribed to and am I listening to them all? No, I don't listen to them all. But um, more than any other means of entertainment, I listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts the entire time that I'm working. Um, and it's probably because I have what I call my undiagnosed adult ADD and I have to listen to something just to focus and um, I also listen in the car on the drive home and even I just around the house if I'm cleaning like once she all listens the when kids. I'm talking to her and she doesn't listen oh. to me I'm, I'm kidding really he is kidding because <laughs> he does that now I I come home and my phone goes on the charger and I actually engage with my family unlike someone hey, else has, I am on social media has a little bit of a right problem now. with that I have not been engaged in social media activities so I have been much more involved yeah. With family stuff but I listen a lot and I got caught up with them and I have to say I feel like Melissa his wife is I've been telling Demetrius like she's like my spirit animal like so much she says is so it's you know it just hits right into to my way of thinking and they had an interesting episode recently what was it called uh, being married to a dreamer mm-hmm. uh, you know how to I guess survive being married to a dreamer and that was it was just so insightful. A lot of what they gave. She, uh, she like myself, listens to a lot of podcasts. She talks about that. So, and also she's an avid Audible listener, which I am too. I listen to podcasts. I listen to books. And I have some goals around listening to books this year that I'm really going to be doing more of that. So once I get off into these this book challenge I've made for myself, probably will have less podcast listening but they are a breath of fresh air in the world of marriage not kind of beating you over the head with any any um, of their principles just sharing what they've learned sharing the books that they've read about relationships it's just um really good dialogue so far yep it's a good podcast so check it out the love hour you can find it pretty much anywhere and i'm gonna put it out there you know what we we gonna have kevin and melissa on this podcast one day Okay. Put it out okay. there. We're going to do a little crosstalk at some point. I'm going to speak that Minister to <laughs> our listeners about <laughs> what, what, ex- what is to come so, for us. For sure. For sure. All right. So, reading. You talked about that a little bit as you were talking about some I of the did. podcasts that you have been listening to and some of the reading goals that you have. It's a great segue into what's lit. What's lit, y'all? So if you listen to some of our previous podcasts, you know that our what's lit um, segment, if you will, is when we talk about what's hot in the literary world, what we are reading, what we have watched in terms of documentaries, which we talked about that a whole heap of a lot in the last episode. So we um, no docs to cover in this particular what's lit segment but um we just want to talk about what books are we looking to read what books are we reading what we see coming up on the horizon for us like i just mentioned i have made a very ambitious goal for myself to read 
25 books within 2019. Now that may not sound like a lot, but if you know my life, if you know my struggle, that's a lot for you. Okay. If you know my struggle, you will know that time is not something that I have a lot of definitely time to do things that just I enjoy and leisure for myself that I have very little of. So making it through 25 books would be a huge feat. But hey, that it's called a challenge because it's supposed to be challenging, right? So so that's where I am. I've made um a goal for myself of these 25 books and I offer myself a reward, an incentive um for these 25 books. So for each book, I am paying myself $25. What? For the 25 books. What? And at the end of the year, you just, just have to buy some ridiculous purse. Just before New Year's. Well, I think it's like don't cry. Yeah, I'm not a, a math scholar, y'all. So somebody will quote me and say how wrong I am. But I think it's like $625 or something. So that's not going to buy like a Louis or nothing. That's just like, hmm, okay. maybe a Tory Burch tote on sale. 625 is right. Did you say 625? I did. Look at that. Look at, look at, your look at that. Working uh, on me. Uh, mid-level math. <laughs> Doing real good with her <laughs> multiplication today. That's why I know my time tables. Yeah, because our daughter be coming for the bath homework and she'd be like, where's dad? And I tell her, go see him because I can't help you. Um, that new math, y'all, I didn't learn the old math that well. So <laughs> that new math uh, could lay me straight out. But no, so this is a goal that I have for myself. Um, I actually made it a little interactive and posted. And maybe I'll go back to Twitter on our page and get more recommendations because I did post out to my friends to find out who was reading what and to try to compile this book list. And once I thought about the book list, I, I decided, although I kind of wanted as a guy, I didn't want to confine myself to a particular list. So what I'm trying to do now is just to compile even more than 25 suggestions so that depending on what I'm feeling at the moment, I can then pull from the list and and work that way. So I finished Michelle Obama's Becoming just before the new year. So unfortunately, I don't already have one under my belt. I wish I could count that one, but I actually finished it prior to the new year. But that's not to say that it was not absolutely fabulous. It is a great book. Again, I listen on Audible, another free endorsement because they're not paying us. But hey, Audible, again, if you're interested, we'd love to advertise for you on our show if you'd like to be a sponsor. So I listen to Audible again while I'm working, whatever. Hopefully I'll be listening while I'm working out soon if that starts. And her becoming is is actually narrated by Michelle Obama making it. And and this is a, this typical um, when celebrities have, you know, books or memoirs um, that they narrate the books themselves. Definitely makes it more enjoyable to listen to if the narration is good. In this case, even if you thought you knew all there was to know, I mean, such a public figure, such a public family, you believe that you pretty much know all there is to know. Well, she did a great job of giving her perspective of her time with Barack and becoming a mom and the time in the White House in such a way that you, you know, you, you do feel enlightened when you, after getting through it, it's like, wow. I mean, she dropped, dropped some gems. We could just go on and on about how fantastic she was. She is. And I, I will say this book did wonderfully 
on the New York Times bestseller list. Like she, right. She has broken records. I mean, for first week sales and it goes without saying like some of it was expected, but none of it is undeserved with reading it. It is definitely well-deserved. It is not just, you know, hype that here's a big name that released a book and we were all going to buy it regardless. Probably all were going to buy it regardless, but it's actually a great read. And then there's some reading that we're doing together. Right. So I am reading, or I should say we have begun reading. You know, I like to start off the new year with some type of, you know, challenge. I usually try to take a social media sabbatical because I'm heavy on the social usually throughout the year. <laughs> That's an understatement. And so um, I try to take a social media sabbatical the first month of the year and try to read more and just, you know, grow closer with the family. All those things, you set those goals for the beginning of the year. So got wind of this book by B.J. Thompson. B.J. Thompson is a gentleman who runs or owns an organization called Build a Better Us. It is um, an organization that focuses a lot on improving relationships. And so B.J. Thompson, I got familiar with B.J. Thompson because I'm a big fan of Lecrae. I don't know if you guys know Lecrae is, but he's a hip-hop artist, more on the inspirational side. I think people know um, Lecrae is. Yeah, Lecrae's blew up, blew up, blown up in the last several years. So B.J. Thompson had an affiliation with Reach Records, which is the record label that Lecrae co-owns. But uh, BJ is a speaker and things of that nature. So he started this relationship kind of building and improvement organization. And I'm hopefully I'm not butchering what, what the organization's mission is. But it's called Builder Better Us. And so he released a book, two of them, one for men and one for women, called A Better Him. And then, of course, the one for the ladies is called A Better Her. It's a 31-day challenge challenge that focuses on faith, self-care, and others. So, you know, improving your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself, right? And then your relationship with others. So each day you go through and it's a, you know, kind of a devotional type read and it presents different Mm -hmm. challenges in it. Some of them require you to spend a little bit of money, like maybe taking yourself out on a date, maybe taking out your spouse on a date, different things like that. And I just think taking myself out on a date, I can do that. I'm sure you can. And so it is a, uh, it is a great book and just his bio on the back here. I should have just read this. He's a life coach, speaker and author who helped launch one of the most significant faith movements in recent history, which is the one, one, six movement. And so I've been a big fan of that movement for a long, long time. And so I, in turn, purchased BJ's book. I purchased the one for me, and then I purchased one for Martha. So I think he was trying to sell me something, y'all. But <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I accept that. I accept that. Because um, if there is a better to reach, then, you know, you're not doing enough. So, yeah, so. I, I accept that, and I will... I will read this and we'll see what we learn from it. There is a 31 day growth challenge and which you can kind of follow along online. So we're going to periodically check in with you guys and tell you um, how we're doing on this. And uh, when we're done, maybe we'll give like a full review of it. If, if it helps us and it could help others um, in your marriages, then we'll share it for sure. And not just marriage. Again, it's you don't have to be married to buy the book. It is for 
it can apply to any relationship that you're in friends family oh really yep yourself so it is not strictly like a marriage book so you definitely should buy it and it's to improve relationships overall because like i said there's and i need some help there there are times and i know many women can probably relate where i don't know if you're like me sometimes you just feel like you're failing at at relationships overall be those relationships with family as as a child to a parent you know as a mother to your children as a friend or best friend as a sibling as a wife there's just so much to handle that I often feel that I'm failing in all of the relationships in my life in some way or another or at times maybe one relationship versus another and that's the funny thing is because when you give an effort to try to improve some of that in one area you can often kind of falter in another so it is always very challenging so that's that's even more interesting to me that this book takes on kind of all the relationships yeah, in, in your life. But there are some books that we're we're reading this year that I hope that we will read this year that are geared toward marriage, you know, betterment and enlightenment. So um, a few that even they were talking about on the Love Hour podcast recently, with which is the five Lo- love languages, which is not a new book. It's been around for years and years. But but I'm hoping that we will read that one together as well. So this is kind of a dual read um, where Meech can come back and give you guys his perspective um, as a man. And I will come back and give you guys my perspective as a woman. And when we get into those other ones that we hope will get us closer to being marriage champions, um, we'll, we'll relay that splash spouses. <laughs> but and well. I should quick, quickly note that a better her is actually written by bj's wife mm-hmm. in conjunction with well, him. both so yeah. yeah so so vanja and bj thompson so you got to give listen can you know you got to give got to give the wife credit too she contributes to uh, a better her so we'll tell you guys the results of everything right. after we read and come and, and hit us through. up on hit us up on twitter guys let us know what you're reading like i said i'm compiling that list uh, i want more than 25 i just want a whole a surplus list there that I can grab from based on what I'm feeling. If I'm feeling like nonfiction, if I'm feeling like fiction or whatever genre. So what are you reading? Um, drop us some notes on Twitter and let us know what you've read, what you're, what you like and what you plan to read. Yeah, And if you're interested in taking this challenge with us, cause you can certainly do that. Go to 31 day growth challenge.com and you can buy BJ and Vanja's book and take the challenge with us and let us know about your progress as well. All right, so we've talked about some challenges that we have given ourselves from a reading perspective. And now we want to shift to some challenges that we've made for ourselves from a health perspective. Uh, Martha, almost two years ago, right? Went vegan. Well, yeah, uh, a year and a half. Right, going on, going on two two yeah. years in the summer, right? Yeah, July twenty second of two thousand nineteen will be two years, so I still got a ways to go for the two year mark. Yeah, so by virtue of and plant based, basically. All right, okay. Because um, yeah, those vegans take those titles really seriously. I mean, I call myself vegan, and when I'm looking up recipes, everything it's vegan. But you know, I know I didn't throw away all of my. Um, leather or subscribe to any groups to you know you were a go to, to the farms. grocery store yesterday 
I did not <laughs> go to farms and save animals. Not because I don't love animals, but I just they're they're very. I've learned now since taking on this this way of life that they they get quite particular about titles. So. So, yeah, so you started your plant-based journey about a year and a half ago. And that has subsequently changed the way we eat in our family, As a family. It did. So, while while I would say that I am absolutely not plant-based or vegan or whatever you want to call it, I still like to eat chicken. I have made some adjustments based on the way Martha eats in the home. Um, definitely have been more sensitive to when it's my turn to cook, what meals I cook. I try mm-hmm. to cook vegan friendly meals. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids are not fully converted right. over. Well, they are some. Well, we just right, have, so. we, we, we have a, <laughs> we got we, a hodgepodge of, yeah, we do have a hodgepodge of the eating spectrum in our house, if you will. So I myself and our baby who is almost two years old are both fully plant-based and clearly with her age you can understand how it was easy for us to I mean she came along and I had already started this whole journey Speak for yourself. so by the time she was eating table food I mean she just it was easy to to have her eat what I was eating and to to not give her any animal-based can um, I say this can I say this? Food. You can I, say it. It won't matter. I but feel the, like the, the, as I, her father, I'm depriving her of a childhood. Okay. Do you know okay. that when I was young, my grandmother or my grandfather would pick me up from school sometimes. And take you to eat chitlins? And not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that what you're about to say? Because that's not, that's not a memory that most people look back on with fondness. Okay? I was not about <laughs> to say chitlins okay yeah we don't we don't need that over here they would pick me up after a hard day at school and they would take me to mcdonald's or burger king and buy me a poison meal a happy meal look don't get all righteous so i I mean i'm not so righteous because yes i ate ate mcdonald's when i was a kid too oh she's and unfortunately unfortunately i can say i actually fed my kids that poison for years and years and years but mcdonald's is the worst she has to call it poison though see how she's talking about burgers when i say that you're shaming some of our listeners who still love mcdonald's does not love mcdonald's fries and coke i just do not eat it because listen, it's not a part of listen, of, she, of listen, what i'm allowed right now shift back to my to my baby and how i feel like as a father i'm depriving her of not being able to buy her a happy meal not okay. being able to take her out for ice cream aww, aww. all of these things those not, are not those killing are her things that every good father does for their child i can't even take my baby girl to get no ice cream because it has ice di- cream no no you can't not the good ice cream vegan ice cream is delicious first of all i'm about to walk in and be like oh excuse me do you have that coconut milk butter pecan ice cream i don't and that is trash by the way just now that you mentioned i know and i was so excited to try it and it's like a brand that i really love so any other plant-based eaters listening you probably are familiar with the so delicious brand they sell all kind of um, dairy alternative products so they are my favorite for my favorite brand for ice cream um i eat their cashew milk ice cream i eat their soy uh based ice cream so Meech just recently found me because i've been missing butter pecan ice cream okay so when he found this i mean you like oh my gosh i was so excited to try it this one is actually made with coconut milk oh 
Trash. Not good. Trash. But, but so, y'all, she shames me, right? So, like, like I said, if I cook or if she cooks, usually the meal is a vegan, plant-based meal for the most part. But if it's like every man for himself. start out that way. Yeah, and if it's like every man for himself and we're just going out and getting some carry out, I might get what she wants. And then I might get some Popeyes. Really okay, and then I might be eating my Popeyes, and she's just staring at me like, "Oh, you just gonna eat this poison in my face?" I mean, she tries <laughs> I to make. Oh yes, I if, I, say that. if I'm eating cheese, anything with cheese well, in it, yes. she's like, "Oh, you like, gonna eat this cow pus?" I'm like, "Really? Are you gonna well, actually sit here in my face and call this cow pus while I'm eating it? That's it's not gonna it stop me from eating now, it because I'm not repulsed I, like that." With, but with, with I cheese, will I go hard. With cheese, I go hard because I really want my family. She I want my a, family, even if they continue to eat meat, to give up cheese and dairy. No. I do. So I go hard on that one. But when you're eating Popeye's chicken, I mean, I still love fried chicken. I just choose not to eat it. It's not like I'm not repulsed by the smell or anything. And when I smell fried chicken, you know, I'm not to that level of veganism, I guess, that some of those get to where, you know, they smell oh, the smell of bacon. Oh, I hate it. It makes me so, you know, my ga- I'm gagging. No, I smell bacon. I still want to want very badly to Swine, eat it my brother exactly <laughs> I, I i smell fried chicken it smells delicious but i choose not to eat it i choose not to eat it for the animals i choose not to eat it for the environment i choose not to eat it for my own health and you wellness you see me rolling my eyes right now. yeah and this is what i deal with so this is what our house is like completely split down the middle i look at these other couples that are like all on these journeys together oh. and all like kumbaya and oh we did it and oh i support them Damn. and we are just not Fam, that. Can you all give me brownie points and say, man, this guy's a supportive husband because I cook vegan meals. You do. My meals that you I do. cook are vegan meals. Even though I am not a vegan, I am not a plant-based eater, I still cook vegan meals because well, I am a supportive husband. Because you're cheap. Let's be real. Okay. I'm not going to cook two <laughs> meals. I'm just not exactly. going to do that. I'm not so, um, he is, what What was the dad's name on uh, Everybody Hates Chris? Julius. Like, he, this is the Julius of the Stokes family. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's really what that's about. And let's just be clear. When we first started, when I first started my plant-based journey, I did spend some time cooking two meals. It was... In the beginning, I thought it was like the only way to do it. It never even crossed my mind not to do it. But let me tell y'all, it got old really fast. Okay, so it did not take long for me to realize, hmm, I don't think I want to do this. But at the time, we had a 16 year old in the house, you know, um, which we mentioned before our son. So he uh, was here and I just knew it would be a harder sell. It was a hard sell for everyone, especially in the beginning because of my lack of lack of knowledge of what I could make and how to make things. And then just trying to get everyone on board to change at one time, especially a teenager that is just an antagonist by nature and always has something to say about something. So I would just cook just a meal for myself no, I mean, well, he would have been my toughest critic, is what I'm saying. A vocal critic. Like, you know, the other kids are like, oh, mom, sure, we'll try it. And maybe later it's like, eh. But no, you know, you guys know, a teenager's like, eh. So I started out cooking these two meals. Um, I cooked the everyone else what they would normally eat, and I would cook something for myself. But then, because Meech is the wonderful guy that he is, he just has a knack for always needing to eat something that is mine so 
he I think it's in the husband's handbook. He would then not only eat the meal, the non-vegan meal that I made for everyone else, but also my food as well. So I got to a point where I was just like, you know what? If you're going to eat my food, I'm, this is the one meal that I'm cooking and everybody's going to eat it and everybody's going to like it or you don't eat. And so uh, once I crossed over into making just a full plate, plant-based meal for the family she got um, focused and started making good meals I he did as well everything i make is good okay thank you very much but no i really did just i took the approach which was i'll get into later <laughs> how this approach was a gift and a curse but i did take the approach when i decided that i wanted to do this just overall because let me backtrack i started with this as a 30-day challenge for myself I, I this is not something i ever intended on going you know the the long haul with quite honestly i mean just to give you guys an example right before embarking on the plant-based journey literally right before like the 30 days prior to starting i was doing paleo um and i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the paleo diet, if you will, or paleo- paleolithic way of eating. But um, paleo, you don't eat any grains or car- basically carbs. You, do- you eat no grains and you eat lots of protein. So obviously I was eating a lot more meat and animal-based products. But you don't eat any, uh, you also don't eat, eat any processed foods, which that part is great. So no dairy, no processed if it wasn't around 200 years ago, you don't eat it, basically. So 200 years ago, people weren't milking cows for milk. So it had already lim- eliminated the dairy from my diet, which was hard because I was a lover of cheese and butter and ice cream. Even though I was lactose intolerant, duh, but I would still suffer and feed and take the stuff into my body, knowing it, it was going to make me sick just because I didn't know any other way so um i had already eliminated that so i did 30 days on paleo eating a ton of meat eating a ton of meat eating a ton of eggs and it don't get me wrong you eliminate carbs and you stop eating all those grains and carbs you lose weight um you feel better so for what i was going for at the time i mean you got to think this was i started paleo probably around I think Memorial Day or so. So what Tessa was like five months old at the time. So I was five months postpartum. So it's not I mean, I gained 40 pounds when I was pregnant with with our youngest. So yeah, so I was doing it for at that stage for for diet, clearly. And then my best friend is vegan and has been vegan for several years and had always been trying to get me i mean she would do that thing that those annoying vegans that you know do where they like send you the video of like like you right now well i do that to you (laughs) but i don't do that to other people but send you like the slaughterhouse videos and and, i mean i just would never watch it because i was like girl you are that person now to you not to other people but anyway (laughs) (laughs) you can take it babe you can take it so i i embarked on this saying okay i'm gonna do 30 days and i actually welcomed the challenge to meet as well it was something that i was hoping we could do together he was not having any of it he was not interested but because i have been doing paleo for those 30 days before something had clicked in his mind where he had also started to look at what he was eating and really try to change his way of eating as well so we did kind of come together on things like green smoothies and 
and other like water intake. We did a water challenge um, around that time. So there was a lot going on in the Stokes fam in terms of just changing our way of eating right around that time. So this is mid 2017. I did the plant-based or vegan for 30 days and thought, hmm, I just felt so much better. I felt really good. And I thought, well, let me see how, and, and what it really was is something clicked in my mind, honestly, where I realized I can do this like in in terms of before I just thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to make it eating salad like indefinitely. Like I'm not even a salad person. So when I was thinking in that realm and every new new plant based eater or every new vegan thinks that way at first, you're just like scrambling for what do what can I eat? And you eat a lot of salad. And but once I started to actually try to cook for the entire family, that was the turning point for me. Once I started looking and researching, like, what can I cook that everyone will eat? And what I basically did is I took our own rotation. Every every family has a rotation. You guys know you have, you know, seven to 10 meals that you cook like in rotation on a regular basis. So for us, you know, we eat a lot of tacos. Uh, we cook tacos a lot. We spaghetti. cook spaghetti or pasta dishes. Lasagna was probably one of the first vegan things I cooked that everybody loved. In the winter, I cook a lot of soups and chilies. And once I realized that I could make those things and make a few adjustments and eat them without any animal products, I was like, oh, Okay. And the reason why I said earlier, now that part was a gift to our family because it kind of changed us and brought us where we are today with the, which is with us all kind of eating differently, which we'll explain in a minute. But it also was a curse in the sense that for me, it took me out of the realm of eating, I would say 85% vegetable diet and fruits and vegetables and, and not a lot of carbs to integrating a lot of other things that the kids would like that are still plant-based but are not as great for you so still bring introducing those carbs back into the diet so in that way I suffered a little which brings us to January 2019 where I am now needing to make some changes again to get back on track lose a little bit that I've a little few pounds that I put on and just you still a good girl. My thank you, but I need to feel good as well. So you know, here we are today. So when we talk about our craziness in our household in terms of what who's eating what, okay. So the baby and I, plant based. Meech is cantankerous and just <laughs> stubborn and surly and just refuses yes. to get off. The cow, the hog. First of all, that's not true. He got beans, greens, tomatoes. You name it. Shout out to Shirley C. Rabbit, cat, dog. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> well, you eat that Chinese food now. Come on. I heard some meowing and some barking. Now, will you stop it? I'm just saying. Okay. And then we have, you know, me, my oldest daughter, my middle daughter. We are still... Come on. Our oldest is... She's I would say at this point, she's, she's a, a vegetarian and not a not a strict vegan because she does still 
eat some dairy with cheese but we as a family don't eat any don't drink any cow's milk so we're good there we did convert to the to the almond milk i can i can do yeah we converted the whole family there we converted the whole family off of butter Uh, we all use vegan butter so the only thing that i will say my our oldest daughter is i would say she's very vegetarian ish and that she is still eating no meat no dairy with the exception of cheese which again even i tell her is calpus and Stop. and she occasionally only under the tutelage of her cantankerous father does she revert back to eating meat when he takes her to some fast food place and orders her a chicken sandwich which really gets my her, goat i order her as she would cock it she heard me say this i order her a fo 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 Oh God! <laughs> I'm sorry. Or you may call it a four for four at Wendy's, but yes. I call it a fo fo fo. Just because you just yeah. like so being ridiculous. So, what health journeys are you guys taking in 2019? Well, wait, we didn't say about Layla. Um, we talked about the oldest mm-hmm. vegetarian ish. So we have two vegans, one vegetarian ish, one cantankerous something that won't even change anything that he's eating. But I'll let him tell you about that. And then our middle daughter. Um, Layla, who's nine and who is on the autism spectrum. So I don't know. Um, we'll have a whole, it'll be a whole nother show about autism and, and what, what we know about that and our experience there. But, um, if you don't know, lots of food aversions, right? Kids with autism are very regimented and, and lot in life period, not just food, but lots of things. Um, diet is definitely one of them. She has lots of food aversions and they're a very limited diet. So it is tough to introduce new things to her overall. So we never really try very hard. We have tried a little, but we've never really pushed for her diet to change much. So she still eats chicken nuggets, which is like a staple and fries. She loves Um, pizza. And she loves pizza. Basically, she likes everything that I like. <laughs> she eats like a Did bachelor, like a guy in college. Like if you could imagine what a guys in college like eat, like like chicken yeah. and bur- without it, without the ramen noodles. She's right much. and pizza and like that is like the staples of her diet. So we haven't tried. Uh, occasionally, we've switched out the chicken nuggets for veggie nuggets or that kind of thing and sometimes it passes and sometimes it doesn't yeah we have to trick her but sometimes it doesn't work yeah so so that is where we are and out and meach can tell you guys what he eats because he's a little different right now he's embarked on a lot of new so one of the things that has and that's why we wanted to ask this question you know, to to our listeners out there, what health journeys are you guys on in 2019? You can share those with us, of course, on Twitter at Meach and Martha. You can share them with us on Facebook at Different Stokes Pod. But one of the things that Martha going plant based did inspire me to do or motivate me to do was do a health evaluation, kind of look at where I was from a, a health standpoint. And kind of see what in what ways I can improve. So at first, I will say I was trying to show my wife that you did not have to go plant based to necessarily lose weight and get healthy. Always the antagonist. Yeah. So it was it was it was done initially out of spite. (laughs) It was done initially out of spite. But I did. I did try to Petty Labelle line one. Petty Labelle. Really. So. So I did incorporate more clean eating 
in my diet. So I would do like the baked chickens, the brown rice, the veggies. In 2018, I drank more water in 2018 yes. than I have drank in my... Is drank the right... You know, I get drank. drank. Yeah. Yes, drank is the... <laughs> I, I went to school, y'all, but sometimes I still struggle. Yeah, like that T-Pain was, was playing in your mind. You're like, is it drank? Because right. he said, buy me a drink. No. Yes. Yeah, so you're still right. I drank more water in 2018 than I've drank in my entire life. Which I'm very proud of you. Right? I went to the I gym think. more in 2018 than I now did that, in my entire life. I am life. like, I can't even tell you about my admiration for you with that one because yeah, here so, i am fluffy and he is is tightening up and and i need to get get it together so yeah i started going i started going to the gym um kind of as like a stress reliever really mm-hmm. and it ain't it just started to become something that i started to enjoy i would go like initially like at least two times a week you know then it grew to like three times a week and now I try to go to the gym four to five times a week. And now I've incorporated intermittent fasting where I will eat in an eight-hour window. Usually I will eat my meals between 1 p.m. and 9 p.m. And then I will fast for 16 hours, usually during that fasting time. Most of that you're sleeping, so I know that kind of sounds kind of crazy, but most of it you're sleep. But when you do wake up, you know, you can drink like zero calorie things like black coffee, water, of course, green tea until it's time to eat. And I found that it's not as hard as you think, guys. So basically, I've kind of eliminated breakfast, so to speak, from my diet. Now, if I want to eat breakfast at one o'clock, if I want to eat a bowl of cereal or some waffles or something, then OK, I go for what I know then. But I've tried that and I'm like three weeks in. I think this is week three for me. On the on the intermittent fasting, and I've lost about four and a half to five I, I, pounds. I don't care. I don't so, want to hear what you lost. Like so, so yeah. So I just wanted to, and I feel better. I feel I feel I healthier. Mean, I have been a lazy oompa loompa when it comes to that, and I need to get it together. And I have to say, and this is something I guess I, my brain needs to catch up with my age and my body, and I need to stop because in the past, historically, I've always been able to. That, well, I will just say, because it's never easy. So let me not say I will I have always been able to. But the times that I was able to manipulate my weight intentionally, I did so with changes to diet. And it wasn't ever plant-based or not. Eat. I mean, I've ate meat for 40 years. Okay, so let's be clear. Like, I wasn't trying to eliminate meat ever. That wasn't something that, but we're, you know, y'all, sis. Now, y'all know we've tried pretty much every diet you can try. So and I'm no exception. So I have always been able to manipulate my weight with just eating and never really jumped off the workout thing. I mean, there was a time that I did it, you know, consistently for a few months, but I've never been like a gym rat. I've never made it to that space where he is now where, but I know it's possible because you know, the couple of times in my life I did it, I got to where he is now where you actually desire it. Like you want it. You're like, okay, I need to go so that I can feel like myself and just recalibrate. And fam, I'm, I'm working on my wife. I've been asking her, hey, go to the gym with me, oh babe. Would you come to the she gym falls with me? asleep at 9 and o'clock every she flat night. Out, she'll flat out tell me, no, y'all. Like, no, I'm not going. I mean, sometimes I just, I'm so overwhelmed with everything I have to do. I do just flat out say no. But there are other times, many times, not more than once or twice, 
where I have proposed to him us going and let's so he started this membership and when he started it he bought me one so I now I've had going on two years now I've had this membership I've paid for this membership I've two years she use. has never stepped in foot never, in the gym never, never. And that is shameful, I will say. However, let me also say, when he bought it, I explained to him something that he likely already knows When once I said it. And she doesn't said, like think people. About it. <laughs> it's not that I don't like people. It's true. Um, okay, I really don't. <laughs> but he, here's the thing. Like, I, I like, I'm more of a work out at home person. Um, so I would love a treadmill and a streaming service that I can project on the TV and, and get it done. Like that is where I'm most. So if I'm going to go, I probably will need to go with him at first just to get me going. Cause otherwise it's just, oh, I just, I, 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 I. I'm just saying, but yeah. So, I mean, it's something for us to do together. It appeals to me. Like I went, I mean, years ago when he wasn't working out, I went to a boot camp. I did a boot camp, which was really convenient at the time because it was right near where we were living at the time. Um, I was working night, so it was a little bit difficult to get up in the mornings like that because I worked kind of a third shift at that time. But yeah, I did that and it was it was grueling. But yes, I felt very accomplished and um, and I will I mean, just being real, I've gotten lazy like there's so lazy in that sense just because I have I do so many other things like it's it's easy to psych yourself out and once you're fine once you are home to to say yeah you know when I think about adding one more thing I think okay if I could just go downstairs in our basement and get on a treadmill I'm more likely to do it consistently than I will to put on gym clothes and to go out okay and we're midwesterners okay it's it's cold we have fall we have winter well, we although it much has a, been right, we haven't had much unseasonably of a winter, warm you know, here in the great whole, state of Michigan. This whole mythical climate change that they think they swear <laughs> is not happening, but clearly happening because we have yet to see hardly any snowfall or anything. It's been like mild for a winter, but at any rate, it's it does get cold and. And just getting out to the gym. So all y'all just heard a whole slew of excuses. I know because all y'all gym rats out there like, and eh, 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 she just sound like she making excuses and you're right. I am because I don't particularly like it, but I do need to do it. But yes, he bought these memberships and I was like, did you forget who your wife was? Because you probably know I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then we have we have different peak times yeah we're on complete we're so yeah, we're she, opposite in every way yeah, she, if there is she's a, a night person i'm a daytime person yes. and i'm not going to the gym typically after but i just want you to go with me like a few times so that i can get comfortable and then you won't have to go with me anymore yeah because i'm usually like i'm trying to go as early in the morning as possible so i'm usually either going you know, I work from home, so I have some flexibility. I will drop my daughter off at school. And I don't. And then <laughs> so I will go to, to the gym after I drop her off and get the workout in and come home and start working. Or I will go, like on the weekends, because I know we're so busy, I'll go early, early morning before everybody wakes up, you know, 6 or 7 in the morning, come home and then get the weekend started with everybody. And then there have been times because of the intermittent fasting and kind of my body adjusting to that, I've kind of been going to the gym midday because I haven't mastered the whole working out while in a fasted state yet because I feel like I'm about to die. (laughs) Although today I was able to get through a fasted workout and I felt fine. I came back, drank some water, 
had a cup of coffee, I was good to go. So maybe my body is adjusting. So yeah, we just want to know what are some of the workout journeys you guys are on, some of the health journeys you guys are on for 2019. We're going to keep you guys abreast. Maybe we'll do of an our episode. Because so, yeah. I have some goals now. So one of them, obviously, you guys just heard, I'm lazy when it comes to working out. Completely out of shape in that way. So the first... I don't know, a month or two, I know it's going to be the worst. And I'm going to be that person that you see in the gym about to die because, you know, they're doing a little cardio. That will be me. And so I do have a goal to get back into some regimented. I'm not going to, you know, try to go hard like me. She's been doing it four to five times a week. I know that that's just not realistic for my life. But if I could get to two three times a week actually doing something physical I I would be consistently be very proud of myself I mean I would love it if I could get if I could get there you could get to two start to two or three I would you can do just because I really need to like I believe in you I'm I'm yeah if you don't I'm about to I'm about to get my refund on this membership so yeah but those are some goals that I have for myself and with the eating so you guys you heard me say I'm plant based that doesn't mean it's been healthy so what I talked about earlier like the gift and the curse of introducing those other plant based foods that are more family friendly um, with that came more processed foods I would I guess I would say Um, and when you first go vegan or plant based you know when in doubt you eat fries which is just like which is not great, you know, like eating all those potatoes, but you show me a vegan that hasn't supplemented and ate fries for a meal when they didn't have anything else. And I will show you a liar. <laughs> right. So I need to kind of get back. I need to recalibrate. I don't know that I need to necessarily stop. See, Misha's trying to kind of be on me to telling me that I need to go back to eating meat. Cause he knows that when I do the high protein, fresh green so basically salad and some type of protein or you know some type of vegetable and protein that I am able to master that and and lose weight which is my goal not necessarily his goal for me but my goal for myself so he has been trying to lead me back I'm like the emperor Palpatine of <laughs> Yeah, um, he meat eaters. I'm trying to get her back yeah, to the dark he, side. He's he's trying to lead me to the dark when, side. When you did those low carb, high protein, lots of veggie diets, you 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 found some success. I per, I prevailed, and I and I've done it many times, and I've been successful at it. I just do not want to go back to that. But it is very hard to. So now here is my challenge of trying to tweak my diet and wrap my mind around how can I go very lean without carbs you know what i'm saying so uh, what i found is that i'm in this quandary of supplementing one for the other if i'm not eating the meat then i've kind of filled the void with carbs which your carbs are just not my friend that carbs instantly put weight on They're me. my friend they instantly put weight on me so i, I need to get, i need to get well i love them too but i need to get away from that and the way that i got away from that in the past was the high protein greens things so i need to figure it out more to come on that we'll see um but at this point what i really need to lock down is getting back to eliminating the carbs i mean there was a time where we didn't even eat pasta i was making the vegetable noodles i bought the machine you know, so I replaced pasta with vegetables. We replaced all of our rices with ancient grains. So we did quinoa um, and ancient grains. So what I really need to do is just to get back to that and um, start looking more like 
a svelte version of myself and not a marshmallow version of myself. You're being very hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. But we'll probably do a show down the road where we update you on all of these journeys from what we've been reading in 2019, what we've read, to kind of where we are on our yeah. various and, and we'll talk to you guys um let's you know get in the conversation and tell us what are you guys trying and if there are any other parents out there raising plant-based children i want to hear from you guys yeah, let's, if there are any other parents out there raising, each other i want to meet y'all because we seem to be the only <laughs> crazy people that we know no we're not so let's hear for let's hear from you guys let's start a conversation all right guys well that is going to wrap up this edition of the Different Stokes Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure, fam, be sure to follow us on all of our social social media. Yep. We are at Meech and Martha on Twitter. We are at Different Stokes Podcast on Facebook. We just got a YouTube channel up and running, but all you can see on there is just episodes of the podcast which is cool so right now it's audio only so you can listen to the podcast there yep so if you want to follow us you could just uh search different stokes podcast or search stokes fam and you will find our podcast episodes of course you can download previous episodes on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify anchor of course so be sure to do that and also be sure subscribe to subscribe yes. and rate subscribe rate and share guys you know the success of a podcast and we can continue to bring content knowing that you guys are with us by ratings so whatever platform you listen on they have some way for you to rate podcasts so go ahead and five stars please but you know just give us your true feedback we are looking to grow get better we want to hear from you and and what you think so subscribe rate and share that's right fam well thanks again so much for listening to this episode of the different stokes podcast we'll see you guys next time peace fam Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Different Stokes Podcast. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. You can also keep up with our podcast and download previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcasting outlets. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Peace, fam.